something's not right at Hutton. Yeah, we know there's a lot of things not right at Hutton, mainly the people. This is different though. All of the screens on the parade have gone blank. No one can get a comlink, and the big hollow screen above Eddie Lee Wise and Sons, plus his daughter's, Emporium, has become stuck showing a pair of buttocks clad in some kind of shiny 33rd century environment suit textile. Well, that at least has drawn a crowd. Data state. Nah. Let's try that again. Data slate owners sit weeping on benches as their devices all display the same, no network. In a nearby coffee shop, angry customers start to pelt the staff with overpriced pastries, demanding that they do something. The acne-ravaged teens have redirected the coffee machines to direct jets of steam towards the mob, and have used the distraction to cover their retreat to the storeroom in the back. As we pass one of the many bars, we can see Gusto the Clown stood on a table, shouting, can you tell what it is yet? As he makes obscene balloon shapes for a rowdy group of customers. In the background, the bartender is frantically searching for a channel, any channel, on the uh, hollow um, telly. Amidst the chaos, Flossie appears, pushing something on a trolley. It's a screen of some sort, with a big thing poking out the back, and some sort of uh, upside coat hanger stuck in the top. She connects it to a power source and presses an actual button on the actual front of the actual thing, as a bewildered, mesmerised group of locals look on. Nothing happens at first, but then there's a humming noise, and a small white dot appears. The dot grows, unfolds to show a picture on the screen. There you go, says Flossie. This is how we got Hutton news when I was a lass. Oh, and one last thing, our mics are live. Good evening, I'm Wilma Fingadu, and I found the lack of a network very relaxing. Now I just need to order in some food for Mooncake. Oh, bugger. No network means no online shopping. Run! I'm your Harkness and I find this whole no network thing very freeing. Very freeing. Uh, you should probably put your clothes back on. I'm Wankere and I'm planning to rob the nearest bar while there are no cameras to record me. I'm Norma Snockers and I managed to calm everyone down by giving them a big back telly to watch. And I'm Sandy Kravis, and I've found this thing called a, a, a book. It, it's got things written in it. Oh, it's the headlines. Caledonian cuckoos worth a watching. Abacus arithmetic gives us the stats. Too hot, too messy, week 58, update. Latest updates from Atrus 5060. Gin guzzlers bemoan reduced rations. came as no surprise to fans of Elite Dangerous podcasts and pub quizzes, 
when the Pilots' Federation announced today that there has been a noticeable increase recently in the occurrence of Scottish people across inhabited space. More than ever, we see them arguing with bartenders and insisting that the smashed and burnt circuit board they found next to a wrecked Mark I Cobra is legal tender. Universal Cartographics have noted that some commanders, upon recording the first footfall on a planet, have also demanded independence from that same planet. It is impossible to confirm if these commanders are Scottish, but it seems very likely. The galaxy-wide shortage of batter combined with the fruit surplus add further weight to the argument. It has been speculated that this increase is linked to Thargoid harvesting and processing of occupied escape pods. There is a theory that the first commander to succumb to Thargoid conditioning was one Simuth. His brain patterns were then used to program the other captured humans and it appears that some of his ethnic identity slipped through. We also believe in the Thargoid language and Scottish <clears throat> language may be closely related, allowing them to communicate directly. Just to be on the safe side, if a commander greets you with the words, how's it going? Or, alright you big fanny, then shoot them in the face immediately. It's for their own good. Sadly, today saw the second cancellation in a row of the Pilots Federation's top-rated weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, every other month, once in a while broadcast to the citizens of the Milky Way. Except for the Thargoids, who are horrible and very rude, and the Guardians, who are all dead. Except for the AI ones, and no one knows where they are, so they might not get a signal. Especially if they live in West Britain, where they've only just got Channel 4. Anyway, it seems there has been an issue with the presenter's riders. Arf is livid that his usual hairdresser isn't on board to coiffure his luxurious locks in the style to which he has become accustomed and has stormed off in a huff. Sally has been in a dispute with the wardrobe department claiming that there are not enough shades of pink in her outfits and has vowed to sit drinking tea from her unique hot mug until they resolve it. Pilots Federation people are speaking to their people and the dispute is expected to be resolved in time for next Thursday and then we'll be back on our hollow screens. After 58 weeks, Too Hot Too Messy is closing on six figures with over 95,000 mug and gin deliveries. Some folks might think that Too Hot Too Messy is a bit repetitive, a bit of a grind, but there are distinct perks. One of these is learning the layout of all the settlements. Only the other day I was landing at a base and I thought to myself, oh it's one of those, great, sell the mug, sell the gin, in case things go pear shaped and I need to leave pretty sharpish, yep a hanger store on the right with a lockbox right for pillaging and there'll be a hab over there on the left, I can nip in, nick some stuff and then scarf before anyone notices it and if they do, I've got a silenced pistol if that nosy lab technician gets in the way. After all, I might need those 556 rolls of metal coil one day. And before you look at me in a funny way, would I slot someone for a roll of wire? You betcha! There has not been much change in the top commander's table, but him with the lip weasel has gone past the 15,000 muck mark. Waller81 has racked up 
10,000 first mugfalls by delivering to previously unknown stations, and Steve King has joined the Thousand Club as its 17th member. There was very light traffic on the route to Hutton this week. Only three Hutton runs were completed, but by all different commanders. If you're in a medium ship, then Cubicle 3 should be clear of any blockages unless Red Planet Taxi Service had parked one of their haulers on it. If so, then just request docking permission when you have the blockage selected. It should then cycle through and clear the pan pad in good time. The Hutton runs, times for completing the journey to Hutton Orbital and not an unfortunate after effect of eating from the pie in a pint for one credit place on the lower rotunda are Norbert Patternode, 1 hour 23 minutes 56 seconds The Burke, 1 hour 24 minutes 28 seconds and Steve King, 2 hours 10 minutes and 26 seconds Good evening truckers! I'm afraid that due to issues while testing LCU's time machine, I'm stuck in the world of 2023. Or is it 2023? Anyway, I didn't have time to report on the war for this week, so feather mug. After a moderately short period of not being here, all is generally not too bad and tickety-booish in Hutton Space this week. Five systems are on the naughty steps and we have three systems in need of chuckle assistance. More on those stories coming up. A system we don't see too often in the naughty zone, the Renzi's, has snatched the wooden spoon from Ross 671 and Hill Pass I, putting in a commendably miserable 29. I did think Ross 671 would hold on to it this week, but between me realising it was script day and actually summoning up the enthusiasm to write it, Narnia nipped in and took the timberware. Narnia, where it's always winter but never Christmas, is still recovering from a recent drought and a wharf control which Hutton turned into a decent drought, winning 4-0 picking up a sorrow penal colloid. Lucky us. Wars both civil and uncivil are tying up all but 8% of system influence and it'll be well into the middle of next week before we can do anything about it. It is a civil war anyway. I say old chap, would you like to take the first shot? Oh no, after you I insist. Oh well done, lovely Salvo. You, you sank my battleship. Anyway, the aforementioned delinquent Ross 671 is on 30% where conflicts only leave 30% of the influence pie on the table. Who ate all the pie? Answers on a sublight type being transmission, please. Keeping each other company on 37 are LP525-39 and Barnard Star. Nothing at all is going on in the Leuton Palomar 525 system, so fill your boots with Hutton influence. Barnard Star has an election, a lockdown, and a famine. One fewer problem than the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but hey, it's Barnard Star, so all we have to do is wait. Another pair of systems sitting on the same naughty step are 36 off Yuki and Hill Parsi, both on 38. The latter is beset by two civil wars, leaving just crumbs of influence on the table. 36 off Yuki has a civil war tying up 20%, but it's there if you want it. An outbreak is pending in Hard to Move Epsilon and D, so stock up your fleet carriers with meds and have them on station for when it breaks tomorrow. 
Our regular supply system for power generators and water purifiers of Gulf 359 has an infrastructure failure all of its own, so you'll have to look elsewhere to avail yourself of such supplies. I'd look for a Hutton alternative supply at Velasquez Gateway in Wolf 1481 if I were you. In our home system of Alpha Centauri, Centauri Megagen production is still suffering due to the poor security situation resulting in civil unrest, and in Hutton bounties and redeemed combat bombs in Alpha Centauri. The large pad surface stations are still mostly offline, so those who like to travel around on their space legs might like to indulge in a few restore missions. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have five systems above 60%, one of which is almost 80. Whoever is getting piss flaps all excited, please stop it and wash your hands. Last week, we expanded into the Ross 33 system, but as EDF are already there, we'll just be good neighbours and keep off their wall. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, relieve the infrastructure failure in Wolf 359 and boost LP525-39. If you want to shoot something, vaporise some criminals and hand in Hutton bounties and combat bombs in Alpha Centauri. The gin must flow. Seamless. Well, that was totally seamless in all possible ways apart from oh, the seams. I'm not a fan of absolutism. <laughs> no, I, I, I never like absolutism, ever. I, I have to, I have to put an apology to uh, Little Grey, 88, and to Sinister Hedgehog. I didn't get the time to go back in and check and pick up their, uh, their hut and run times this week. So, yeah, I'm sorry. W- were they really fast? Did they get a new record? Uh, no. Let me have a look. While you're doing that. <laughs> no. Uh, well, Little Grey did one hour, 24 minutes and three seconds. That's not bad. That's, that's, that's the fastest of those. Sin- Sinister Hedgehog, on the other hand, one hour, 35 minutes and seven seconds. Ah, yeah, Doesn't it weekend on Sunday night? No. 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 Uh, not for Hutton Run times. It's, it's last right. seven days. Um, oh. Steve oh, King so... took two hours, 10 minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds. To, to, to be fair, though, it's pretty good for a hedgehog Something because like hedgehogs only have little legs. Yeah. You can really sinister see. Maybe ones. he rolled into a ball and just... Uh, maybe curled into a ball and just rolled to a hunting. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. So Commander Valkurius does have some uh, Thargoid news. Ooh. Oh. It's only one liner, so don't get too excited. Mm. Oh, Okay. Operation Redacted was a total success. We found out that Titans cannot attack. And oh. HIP, or is it IP? Tip. 9016 is now a really close, safe system. And if you know what that means, you're a better man than me. Yeah. It means, that's easy, it means that Operation Redacted was a total success. And they found out yeah. the Titans cannot attack. Yeah. Oh, and and yes. maybe Good. HIP nine oh one six is now a really close safe system. I'm you see, so everybody else got it. In the uh, translator tron tonight. Um, yeah, what they mean is when you push, when you clear all the systems round about a uh, uh, maelstrom. That maelstrom's in a system itself, and it can't break out now. And you're making this up now. 
No, this is what he, he's explained this to us in the past. Anyway. They've pushed, they've pushed all the systems back. They've cleared well, they all the systems about the maelstrom, and now it can't get out because it can't right attack there, another system. Now. It's like it's almost like having a script going down the side of the screen. He said we took sixty-two systems, and there are invasions in by the horror, or is that bitterer? Unk Teddy. Oh yeah, I beg your pardon. And Vukamatha. Oh, Vukamatha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said one that was on my foot. No, 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 anyway, no, no. That was a toe. Thank you. <laughs> There's ten of those. Thank you, Commander Volcarius, for the up. Twelve years. For what? <laughs> Twelve years. From Norfolk. Yeah, but only on one foot. The 17 on the other. Yeah, the 17 yeah. on the other foot. I. League of Norfolk Bakers. Inbred for 100 years. So did anyone see the Frontier live stream? <gasps> no. Uh, no, no one saw the Frontier live stream. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and continuing with a common theme here tonight, the, the update is that there is no update. Um, oh, there is no update, yeah. I checked it. Sort of there was an apology, though, so, so Mia should be happy. Yeah. I have an apology, yeah, officer? I mean, no, we do, but they can yeah, borrow they I think they're all apology officers. I had a strange feeling just after four o'clock this afternoon. I think I'd just finished writing, writing some bits of the script and I thought, oh, oh, it's live stream time. So I uh, I went to uh, Galbook and mm. found the notice that it had been uh, put to next week. And I thought, and then I saw you lot speculating about it. And I thought, I didn't realise it was today. But anyway, it was postponed. Shall we speculate about the reasons, or? Yeah, it was Jeff. let's do some wild speculation. Yeah. I reckon yeah, Jeff, Yardfart. It was yeah. Jeff. Jeff, Jeff yes. got into the cabling and started r randomly repatching all of their audio stuff. I think I think I gave a pretty clear explanation earlier on. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, they blamed chicks. Oh, that's excellent. That's, that's the usual reason. I think it was uh, half hours and a half because he couldn't get his usual hairdresser. <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> we'll have to send him a can of polish. Brasso. Space news. Space news. Space news. Good. God, it's like they're in the room. Never said a fine thought. So, it's. Uh, is it life, Jim? Not as we know it. No, I know. Um, or rather. So, Actually, the, as we know it. <clears throat> well, we think some, perhaps, maybe, possibly, some very small bits of things stuck together in a loosely, you know, loose formation, which maybe life have been farting or You mean something. a sulfur atom, a couple of carbon molecules, yeah, sorry, atoms it. and half yeah. a dozen hydrogens. It's amazing, though, that they can pick that up from, however, I'm just looking at 120 light years away. Well, it's... It's, it's the smell. It's, it's really, really whiffy, that one. <laughs> it's really so fancied. Yeah, it's like a very keen sense. Didn't they say back along that there was a nebula that smelt like candy floss? Oh, yeah. Rings a bell, yeah. The rings a bell nebula. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Is that Barnard's <laughs> rings anyway, a bell? The... The James Webb Space Telescope has been looking in the direction of LEO um, and has uh, been looking at a, a planet in a red dwarf system. Um, mm -hmm. 
and the planet orbiting it is about eight times the mass of uh, mass of Earth. So it's 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 a mini Neptune, and as and this thing goes around its red dwarf once every thirty three days, which probably so means it's more of a super Earth. Well, it, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. So if it's that. if it's a mini Neptune or a super Earth. That's going to be a gas giant, then, isn't it? No, 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 no. We we know it's heavy. We don't know how no, much it's, it's slushy and icy and oh, how so much it's rocky. That mini Neptune, just for the size, it's, not it's any other scaly. It, it, it's it's one heavy. of those really difficult ones where the the transition from terrestrial rocky worlds through to slushy ice balls is should we go with not well understood? Yeah, because okay. we don't it. have one. Yeah, around its star in thirty-three days, though that is damn fast. Yeah, it's faster than Phileas Fogg. Well, it's mm. it's close orbiting, so uh, mm. yeah. But then it's very yeah, but even so, it's still, it's still super fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's oh very, fast. yeah. yeah. What, but it's, it's two and a half, three star, times faster so. than Mercury, even. So, yeah, right. so the reasoning is they can't really tell if it's a gas giant, an icy world, or a rocky world. Well, it's definitely. Well, it's not a. It's, it's, it's not a gas giant because it's too small for that. It's not really a rocky world because it's probably too big for that. So, something so Neptune-ish is a reasonable guess, but it's a slush ball. Okay. So it's okay. it sits in the habitable zone of its star. Right. So you know, there's a there's a fair. So it's it's nine times the mass mass of Earth. Yep, yeah. and it has dimethyl sulfide in its atmosphere. And so it's, it's relatively big compared with its star. Oh yeah. Hmm. So they've obviously detected it through picture the of James Webb. Method, so so you can see uh, light from the star coming through the atmosphere, and they have detected uh, something that we've only ever seen before in the presence of life. Yeah. But then again, it could if it had detected poor comedy. That's only ever been. Seen before yeah, the, I mean, they are saying it's only tentative and they need more information yeah. to well, confirm look, it. If it's going around every 33 days and assuming we're in the plane of the, the orbit, yeah. then you'll see it. But interesting. Yeah, mm. that's, that's, that's tiny flecks of light in the atmosphere. Little Grey is asking if you can turn me up a bit. Well, at least he didn't ask me to turn you on. I have. I've, I've given you six extra decibels of shouty. What about? Is what that better, Little Grey? Thanks. Are you is now, Little Grey? What about storms? Little flecks of light? Could be super storms. Mm, possibly. Yeah. But are, you, are we looking at the BBC? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, that's the BBC's so. artist impression of, of the science. Well, it's actually NASA's artist impression. <laughs> Well, it's actually the TSA's artist impression. Is it? So, so on that, that so on picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What you can uh, see in that picture, though, is, is the sea, sea planet right in the middle. You see the they, little crescent you can see. They find it through uh, spectrographic analysis. Hmm. So hmm. they look at the, the spectrum of the light, spread it out to a pretty little rainbow, and look for oh. little black lines at very, very narrow, precise frequencies because every single molecule absorbs a unique fingerprint of particular set of frequencies. Yeah, of light. So when you see a particular pattern of absorption of those frequencies of light, 
So you've got one there, one a bit to the right, and one a little bit further to the right sort of thing. It's it's like a bit of a geolux colour chart, Billy, isn't it? Yeah, then you can work out which gas it was in the atmosphere that was absorbing that bit of light. Yeah, I think it's hydrogen, not quite red. At emission, that's an emission spectra it's rather an emission than an absorption one. one. Um, oh, jeez, right. Okay. There's, there's two different sets. There's there's, there's yeah. the spectrum of bright bits and spectra of dark bits, and this was looking at the spectra of the dark bits. Are you... um? See the picture that you've got up at the moment? Yeah. Uh, of the sun. Why is the... um? The red dwarf casting white light on the planet. That's because true. the artist is a very <laughs> silly boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see are the accepting comments. So I'm wondering if no, someone know. in the chat can find the nearest system or find this system. 128 light years from Sol. In the direction of Leo. Just below Leo. K2 so below Leo's bow, if you want to be super precise. Do you know what, though? I'm looking at this picture. See if you look at the lower bit of the planet. You can see red light on it there. That's mm. the land. Yeah, but you can yeah. see the red light on it. I think that's meant to be land. Yeah, it's still got red light on it. Yeah, but you don't get land on a gas giant or an ice giant. Yeah. Well, maybe it's an expert. <laughs> so even when they get the light right, they get the actual composition wrong. <laughs> yep. But it's only an artist's impression. It's the Slush Mountains. Oh, you could go skiing in the Slush Mountains of whatever it's called. Do you, do you want to know what the star K2-18 is called in Elite Dangerous? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. K2-18. Wow! Okay. How, how amazing is that? Yeah, all of the known stars are in it. So, Wimna, nice. why don't we just why don't we just go and see if it's a, a gas giant or a slush planet? Yeah, we could just go there. Yeah, because that might not quite be correct. <laughs> you just actually, I'm just looking um, frontier forums from a couple of years ago when the planet was first discovered. It is in. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's actually called Mabutia as its primary name. Mm. Oh, Mabutia. Or Mabutia, perhaps. Mabutia. And it's yeah. got a uh, sure crap ton of planets. It's what? It's got a crap ton of planets. Mm. Mm. 10, 11. Loads of moons, loads of landables. wonder if it's been mugged. What's its... Uh, spell it? M-B-U-T-I-A. Exactly as it sounds. Mabutia. Like Sabutio, but without a ball. Mbutia. Or two T's or an one of you. You don't believe this. Guess who mugged it? Go on. Was it yeah, you? It was me. On the 2nd of April. Well, while you were there, did you notice there was any life? No, on I the, didn't. On the B planet? Yeah. Well, did, the, did, I, the big, did the big ball of slush have any land on it? Uh, yeah, was uh, it a gas giant? Uh, did it have white light shining on it for somewhere? Well, that doesn't tell me. I'd have to. Uh, I'd have to go in game and look at. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It had, th <laughs> it had thirteen tragets. Oh yeah, of course. Thirteen tragets. Yeah. Wow, what's a tragget? Those meatballs in a thick gravy, aren't they? 
It's how Antarius spells targets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Speaking of words <laughs> and, and indistinguished meanings, would you like to know what the word of the week is? No. Ooh, I would love to know what the word of the week is. Yeah, well, stuff you checks. We're going with Amelia's decision. Not it's yet. The word not. of the week. This no, week no, is... no, 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 no. Hold everything. We've yeah. got something to do before that. Oh, we, we don't we've know got much of a to announce first. Before you start It'll, insulting me. Before we <laughs> race forward in the scrap of a script we have, let's not jump over bits. <laughs> There's a, a significant fraction of our weekly script there that you skipped. Two whole lines. Oh, it's like 10%. Thing. Right. Flossy, do we have a mug winner for last week? Yes, we do. Last week's winner was Wowie Zowie. Um, Wowie Zowie. <laughs> can I ask why why we're doing last week's winner? I wasn't here. Because, because we didn't have one last week. We didn't have well, one. Last, last week I couldn't get hold of Chelsea to find out who the mug winner was until ah, after the show. Okay. Could you get hold of him this week? Yes. There you go. So don't, another don't worry. Ball. Don't worry. She has washed her hands. <laughs> this week's mug winner is... Scuffin' K. Scuffin' K. Scuffin' K. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> yeah. So, Scuffin' K. Sounds Scottish. Mm. And Wowie Zowie. So if your name's Zowie Wowie, don't bother. But if your name's Wowie Zowie, Yay. you should contact us. I see Wowie Zowie quite, quite often in the... Uh... Yeah. In the event yeah, I found him last week. <laughs> so, what to do to claim your oh, mugs? Scuff and K is in chat. Is email I took part at hutsonorbiton.com and send us your address details. You probably your real world name as well. Your yeah, um, that might help. Uh, no, it's yeah, not might, strictly necessary uh, if you're in the UK. If outside of there, yeah. it tends to be more important. But yeah, um, a screenshot. A screenshot of your, of your commander's name. Your commander name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know your phone number so we can send you shipping updates because you know you want those. Mm. And where um, do we send it to? You send it to I took part at huttonorbital. Uh, I took part uh, at huttonorbital.com. They are night shift. They are. Oh. oh. Well, nobody's perfect. One transatlantic mug. Preparing to ship. So we'll need a... Yes, preparing to leave the, the docking bay. We'll need a ZIP code. Yes. Or is it, or is it zip? Oh, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, Scoofy K, if you're sending us your address, we don't know what those two letters for every state mean. That's just that's just nonsense to us. So if you put the name of the actual state, that's really helpful. And I hope Very helpful. I hope it's a long one, beginning M. <clears throat> yeah, we well, don't want like MN for... That's the one. Whatever. TX, I could guess. But, you know. Somebody's just putting my zip code is YKK. Yeah. Quite, I quite like that. Yeah. Ooh. No, YKK is that. <laughs> anyway, do we have a word of the week? I've just put it oh, in the Oh, God, I thought you'd never ask. Um, hold on. What's of the week this week is Stingbum. Oh, what does that mean? It means a stingy or mean person. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Oh, you watch me before I get panned. <laughs> Flossie could be a real sting bum when it came to sharing chocolate. Wow. Ow! I I'm a, I'm a, always uh, I'm a share. Wrong. I I'm always wrong. share my chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I'm rapidly losing conscious, 
That'll teach you. <laughs> uh, Volcarius put a hyphen between the words sting and bum. And you'll have the correct spelling. I just typed it in the chat, Volcarius. Come on. That sting bum or sting bum. No, it's sting bum. Sting, not, sting not bum. Stings, I like, no, I, should, I checked the pronunciation, guys. Right. What, what, wasn't that a Jerry Anderson yes. um, cartoon puppety okay. thing back in the 60s? Stingray. No. That was Stingray. Like Flim Flam. It sounds, no, it sounds that... more like a yeah. It sounds more like a Doctor Seuss character. Sting. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you something. What do you call a fat ant here? Don't Jeff. don't see Jeff. Jeff. He's Reginald. He, he is, but he really does need to work on it. So the deck plate is starting yeah. to buckle. So, if we don't count Jeff in this because he'll be in tears, what would we call a fat anteater? Well, to be honest, Kevin's getting a bit porky as well, so. Yeah, George. Or we could just call it a lardvark. Lardvark! 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 Flossie, please help save us from this. Give us some. <laughs> give us some community news of some sort, please. Oh, Pretty oh, please. With pleasure. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie, it's Flossie, and the community goes. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CGs. Upgraded Xeno Scanner requires resources. Finished just short of Tier 1. With 11,136,608 units collected. Although Tier 1 wasn't reached, Aegis reported that current stock should now be sufficient while a permanent supply chain is established. And protect deliveries to Muller Terminal finished short of Tier 3 with 33,418,953,423 credits earned. Earlier today, a Pilots Federation alert was published, Aegis Valich's upgraded Xenoscanner. A pulse-wave Xenoscanner upgrade that can detect human life signs on Thargoid Titans is now available. Professor Albert Tesro, head of Aegis, announced the campaign's successful conclusion. The upgraded pulse-wave Xenoscanner will isolate human life signs aboard the Titan motherships. If CO Ginny is the is correct that some of our missing populations are being stored by the Thargoids, this could be the most important technological breakthrough in the war. I'm deeply grateful to all those who helped make it reality. Aegis is already trialling potential methods to re rescue abductees, providing they can be located. I have also accepted Li Yong-Rui's invitation to discuss the recovery methods already explored by Sirius Corporation, following majority approval from our superior delegates. Former Federal, Ad Federal Admiral and current Aegis Military Strategic Aidan Tanner discussed the practicalities of locating human captives. 
I want to remind pilots of how dangerous this task will be. Ships must be equipped with caustic sink launches to survive within the corrosive maelstroms, as well as Thargoid pulse neutralizers to breach the Titan's defensive barrier. Flying close to the surface of the Titans is no easy feat, plus there is an ever-present risk of attack by patrolling Thargoid vessels. But I know how determined many of you are to find these poor souls. Every human identified as a potential lifesave the moment we have the tools to do so. In advance of the post-wave scanner upgrade, Aegis hosted a campaign in the RAB system which aimed to resupply low-stock commodities for the broader humanitarian efforts. Independent pilots managed to deliver quantities of neofabric insulation, polymers and thallium. While the eventual total received as lower than anticipated, current stocks should now be sufficient while a permanent supply chain is established. CD-511447 Imperial Society is now rewarding contributors Really? I've had nothing. And I got top 10% to Aegis's initiative at Muller Terminal in the RAB system. Pilots who protected deliveries by destroying wanted ships can also now redeem bounty vouchers. Uh, there are no CGs this week, and that's it for this week's CG News. Plus he told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Up next, we have the Carlnet News with Beetlespoon and Mother Jude. Galnet News Digest, 14th of September, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, half the rescue ships vanish while the other half move towards the Titans. The Aegis People Scanner, upgrade to the Pulsewave Xeno Scanner, has been made. But we're still waiting for the Sirius Corporation to help us scoop those people up. And the Walgast Detective Agency wants your help to find out about Zachary Rackham. There were no missions and missing megaships this morning, following the planned advance of the first five megaships closer to the Thargoid Titans. Five of the eleven rescue ships moved closer to the Thargoid invasion today. They've taken up their new positions all around 60 light-years from the nearest Titan, and within 40 light-years of Thargoid-controlled systems. The Hutner is now in the Telin system, close to the Indra and Tyrannus Titans. The allied Solus has moved to Sun Wen, close to Oya, while the Forster is in Shinka, close to Kochiho, and also very close to Felicity Farseer's base in Desiat. The Seacoal has moved to Chikocells, near Thor, and the Yoshida has moved to Salvation's old test system of Kornsar, close to Ryajin. None of these five megaships were giving missions earlier today, although the situation is believed to be under review. It's bad enough not being able to take missions to help in the Thargoid War. 
but pity those who couldn't hand in their missions that they already had. There are numerous reports of commanders arriving in Taraktor, Altair or Semias, with a cargo load of refugees this morning to find that the six rescue ships that were not scheduled to move had apparently vanished from the face of the galaxy. When you have a ship full of evacuees you can't offload because the mission target is playing hide-and-seek, you are faced with the option of hanging around in the hope that the megaships will rematerialize or forego the mission reward and the beneficial effect on the war by dumping the refugees off at the nearest starport. Like the missing missions, the missing rescue ships are expected to reappear at some point today, but they will not be issuing new missions in preparation for their move nearer the Titans next week. The move close to the Titans was made possible by progress in the war against the Thargoid invasion. Well over half the systems seized by the Thargoids are now back under human control, with an average of 70 systems cleared every week. Unusually, there are three invasion systems this week, with ground bases under attack in Baidaroa and Unctadi. In rather better news for search and rescue pilots, there are reports that Thargoid scythes have been significantly less bothersome to those evacuating civilians, with few reports of high predictions by scythes in the past few days. Aegis claims to have rolled out its upgrade to the Xeno Pulsewave Scanner this morning, despite the failure of the related initiative to prepare the rescue ships for an influx of rescued captives. The upgraded scanner should make it possible to find the pods containing captive humans that the Thargoids are storing on the eight Titan motherships. Former Azimuth test subject Xiu Jin Ai revealed to Aegis in July that the millions of people taken by the Thargoids from invaded and controlled systems are being kept on the Titans for an as yet undisclosed military purpose. The scanner alone will not be enough to rescue these captives, however the Sirius Corporation claims to have working prototypes of technology that will retrieve the human beings, and it seems likely that Aegis and Sirius working together will soon make possible the bulk rescue of the captive population from the Titans. Admiral Aidan Tanner has reminded those tempted to try out their upgraded scanners to find the trapped humans that visiting the Titans is dangerous and that pulse neutralizers and caustic sink launchers, both available from the tech brokers on board the rescue ships, are essential additional items of outfitting. The initiative that concluded this morning to provide supplies for use by the rescue ships was not successful, with less than the minimum quantity of supplies delivered. However, the 11 million tonnes collected is likely to act as a short-term stopgap, while alternative sources of supply are arranged. The Wall Glass Detective Agency, which has been hired by the Federal Times to try to prove that presidential candidate Zachary Rackham is a pirate, has sent inbox messages to a number of commanders asking for assistance in following up a lead. Pilots, other than those who are supporters of Rackham for President 3309, are urged to check their inboxes to see if they are one of those selected to help out. 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon. And that, now I would say we go to Amelia Hawk, but there doesn't seem to be a Garnet Red to digest this week. They're no, so no, rare, they're extinct. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I blame the networking okay. issues at Hutton. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Or Jeff. Could have been Jeff. Is that Jeff? Poss- possibly Jeff. Jeff Jeff yeah, with a J. It's Jeff with a J. Jeff with a J. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah. <clears throat> fat Jeff, you mean? Yeah, that's big fat Jeff. Yeah. Big fat Jeff, the big fat Adler. <laughs> that's the guy. Hey, no wonder he, who ate all the ants? Jeff ate all the ants. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very big lard vark. Yes, yes, he's a bit of a oh, lard yeah. vark. He really is. Oh, yep. dear. So, uh, is that us? I think that's us. Think that's us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's not a new record, but it's no. It's fairly close. The record is under twelve minutes. Is that what yeah, you that... assume to work? Yeah, yeah, it's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, 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 my yeah, idea it, it was working perfectly well. It was only you guys that were letting the side down that night. I don't think we can count the one where everything went wrong. Well, in that case, no. the record the record's about. 38, 40 minutes, so we're still off that. But, uh... Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, we, 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 we've had some really Nobody short ones. <laughs> Basically, wasn't yeah. That, wasn't that one of those evenings when Palantir was uh, doing the buttons? Oh, yeah. Pa- pa- Palantir was doing it and had to get off to get a gin and tonic, I think. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Was he getting the DTs again? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Out of the sippy mug. Oh, That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's if that. nobody has any other business, date of next meeting. I, <laughs> I feel as though we're just prolonging the inevitable now. Same back time, same back channel. Tune in next mm, week and yes. we may have some content for you. Maybe. Yeah, it may even be a live stream to talk about. Yeah, never oh. know your luck. <laughs> Ever the optimist, Flossie. <laughs> well, I'll give you fair warning, I'm not here next week. Hey! I mean, oh. <laughs> again? Oh, yeah, that's so sad. Are Very you going to stop again? I'll tell I you. I don't know. Something else, Fossey. I'm not here the week after either. Dirty Ooh. little stop out. You are a dirty stop out. Are you well, going to West Britain? Is that what's up? I'm going to South, South Britain. Well, South, South Britain? The Deep South. Yeah, Deep, deep South. Vive la France. <laughs> no, not the Isle of Wight. Oh, Less Britain and more Britannia. Not the, not the Isle of Wight. You can't stand that foreign food. Yeah. Garlic farm there. <laughs> um, no, good friends. Ooh. Bring us back a croissant. You can yes. get them from Waitrose. Yeah, but they're not they're the same. They're not very good. Yeah, they are. When Marks and Spencer's first did croissants back in the 1980s, all the bakers in the UK submitted samples and they said, now, be back in this meeting. If you want to bake for us, be back in this meeting room 
tomorrow morning. So they flew somebody out to Maxim's in Paris, got a box of croissants, threw them on the table and went, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't manage nice. it though. No, no. no. I dare say they're getting good at it now. Do you know mm. that croissant is French word for crescent? Yes, and that they were so named because uh, they were they were created to celebrate a a victory against the Turks. Did you know that the croissant is originally Austrian? Ah, that's what it was. It was the Austrians. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. wonder when it became a French military victory. I thought, did it what? then become the governor of California? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Right, who's oh, up? Before this turns into shoes. another ridiculous banter, who's up for shouting anything? Um, about Hell any drinking vessels. Yeah, uh, are we, who, we, are we going to raid somebody? I'm just looking who's... Uh, is there anyone to raid? Uh, is there anyone to raid what? <laughs> 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 uh, We've Malik. got viewers. Malik is on. Stargoid. Yeah, Kessenik says, did you know that pan au chocolat is French for aardvark? Did you know that Pano Chocolat isn't called Pano Chocolat in very large parts of France? They're actually called Chocolatine. Pano Chocolat <laughs> is a French you know stick, a baguette with chocolate know, on it. Did you know that if you say hmm. Pano Chocolat very, very slowly, it sounds like the word gullible? Did you know Does that Potpourri is French for not crisps? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pronounced potpourri. I thought it was French for these crisps are a bit stale. That's the Indian one. (laughs) No, that's potpourri. Potpourri. Would anyone like some of my chocolate that I'm eating right now? Yes. 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 Give us it. Yes, give us some chocolate. I am. No, I'm not seeing any chocolate. You just handed me a little bowl of oil. Mug, 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 Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading all the teen out to the brim with the rest for the more. For the more. For the more. For the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, everybody sing a trucker song. Flossie always seems to crash into the sun. Skibbleized the pilot on the Xbox One. Helping out the free, you know it leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody else For the more, 
Furthermore, 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 yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Furthermore, 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 everybody sing the and chuck a song. Furthermore, furthermore, you know just where we're coming from. Seamless. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? 